The Law School of America Bail is a set of pretrial restrictions that are imposed on a suspect to ensure that they will not hamper the judicial process. Bail is the conditional release of a defendant with the promise to appear in court when required. In some countries, especially the United States, bail usually implies a bail bond, a deposit of money or some form of property to the court by the suspect in return for the release from pretrial detention. If the suspect does not return to court, the bail is forfeited and the suspect may possibly be brought up on charges of the crime of failure to appear. If the suspect returns to make all the required appearances, bail is returned after the trial is concluded. In other countries, such as the United Kingdom, bail is more likely to consist of a set of restrictions that the suspect will have to abide by for a set period of time. Under this usage, bail can be given both before and after charge. For minor crimes, a defendant may be summoned to court without the need for bail. For serious crimes, or for suspects who are deemed likely to fail to turn up in court, they may be remanded, detained, while awaiting trial. A suspect is given bail in cases where remand is not justified but there is a need to provide an incentive for the suspect to appear in court. Bail amounts may vary depending on the type and severity of crime the suspect is accused of. Practices for determining bail amounts vary. Bail bond. In some countries, such as the United States and the Philippines, it is common for bail to be a cash, or other property, deposit. Known as a bail bond or cash bail, an amount of money is posted so that the suspect can be released from pretrial detention. If the suspect makes all of their required court appearances, this deposit is refunded. In 46 U.S. states, as well as the Philippines, a commercial bail bondsman can be paid to deposit bail money on behalf of a detained individual. This practice is illegal in the rest of the world. Illinois, Kentucky, Oregon and Wisconsin have outlawed commercial bail bonds, while New Jersey and Alaska rarely permit money bail. United States The Eighth Amendment to the United States Constitution states, excessive bail shall not be required, thus establishing bail as a constitutionally protected right. What constitutes excessive is a matter of judicial discretion, and bail can be denied if the judge feels that it will not aid in forcing the accused back to trial. Money bail is the most common form of bail in the United States and the term bail often specifically refers to such a deposit, but other forms of pretrial release are permitted, this varies by state. Many states have a bail schedule that lists the recommended bail amount for a given criminal charge. At the first court appearance, the arraignment, the judge can set the bail at the amount listed on the schedule or at a different amount based on the specific facts of the crime and the person accused. A common criticism of bail in the United States is that a suspect's likelihood of being released is significantly affected by their economic status and systemic racial bias. In response, in 2014 New Jersey and Alaska have abolished cash bail for all but a limited number of court cases. Though the California legislature attempted to eliminate cash bail in 2018, this change was vetoed by California Proposition 25 in November 2020. Canada Just as in the United States, People charged with a criminal offense in Canada have a constitutional right to reasonable bail unless there is some compelling reason to deny it. These reasons can be related to the accused's likelihood to skip bail, or to public danger resulting from the accused being at large. In stark contrast to many other jurisdictions granting a constitutional right to bail, in Canada the accused may even be denied bail because the public confidence in the administration of justice may be disturbed by letting the individual, still legally innocent, go free pending the completion of the trial or passing of sentence. Sureties and deposits can be imposed but are optional.
Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. In law, a verdict is the formal finding of fact made by a jury on matters or questions submitted to the jury by a judge. In a bench trial, the judge's decision near the end of the trial is simply referred to as a finding. In England and Wales, a coroner's findings used to be called verdicts but are, since 2009, called conclusions. Etymology. The term verdict, from the Latin veredictum, literally means to say the truth and is derived from Middle English verdict, from Anglo-Norman, a compound of ver, true, from the Latin veris, and dit, speech, from the Latin dictum, the neuter past participle of disere, to say. Criminal law. In a criminal case, the verdict, which may be either not guilty or guilty except in Scotland where the verdict of not proven is also available, is handed down by the jury. Different counts in the same case may have different verdicts. A verdict of guilty in a criminal case is generally followed by a judgment of conviction rendered by the judge, which in turn is followed by sentencing. In U.S. legal nomenclature, the verdict is the finding of the jury on the questions of facts submitted to it. Once the court, the judge, receives the verdict, the judge enters judgment on the verdict. The judgment of the court is the final order in the case. If the defendant is found guilty, he can choose to appeal the case to the local court of appeals. Compromise verdict. A compromise verdict is a verdict which is reached only by the surrender of conscientious convictions upon one material issue by some jurors in return for a relinquishment by others of their like settled opinion upon another issue and the result is one which does not command the approval of the whole panel, and, as such, is not permitted. Directed verdict. In a jury trial, a directed verdict is an order from the presiding judge to the jury to return a particular verdict. Typically, the judge orders a directed verdict after finding that no reasonable jury could reach a decision to the contrary. After a directed verdict, there is no longer any need for the jury to decide the case. A judge may order a directed verdict as to an entire case or only to certain issues. In a criminal case in the United States, once the prosecution has closed its case, the defendant may move for a directed verdict. If granted, the verdict will be not guilty. The prosecution may never seek a directed verdict of guilty, as the defendant has a constitutional right to present a defense and rebut the prosecution's case and have a jury determine guilt or innocence, where a defendant has waived his slasher right to a jury trial and allowed the judge to render the verdict, this still applies. In the American legal system, the concept of directed verdict has largely been replaced by judgment as a matter of law. General verdict. A general verdict is one in which the jury makes a complete finding and single conclusion on all issues presented to it. First, the jury finds the facts, as proved by the evidence, then it applies the law as instructed by the court, and finally it returns a verdict in one conclusion that settles the case. Such verdict is reported as follows. We the jury find the issues for the plaintiff, or defendant, as the case may be, and assesses damages at $100,000. Sealed verdict. A sealed verdict is a verdict put into a sealed envelope when there is a delay in announcing the result, such as waiting for the judge, the parties and the attorneys to come back to court. The verdict is kept in the sealed envelope until court reconvenes and then handed to the judge. This practice is virtually the default in many U.S. jurisdictions or may be the preference of the judge involved. Special verdict. In English law, a special verdict is a verdict by a jury that makes specific factual conclusions rather than or in addition to, the jury's declaration of guilt or liability. For example, jurors may write down a specific monetary amount of damages, or a finding of proportionality, 
in addition to the jury's ultimate finding of liability. A special jury verdict form may be used to have the jury answer directed questions as to the required elements for a cause of action or special issues, and to demarcate monetary awards of damages by economic and non-economic damages, beneficiary and or specific categories of damages, lost earning capacity, funeral expenses, loss of consortium, pain and suffering, etc. In the words of William Blackstone, the jury state the naked facts, as they find them to be proved, and pray for the advice of the court thereon. Special verdicts are intended to focus the jury's attention on the important questions at hand. The judge forced a special verdict in the famous 1884 case of R. V. Dudley and Stevens, which established a precedent that necessity is not a defense to a charge of murder, but generally it is recommended that such verdicts should only be returned in the most exceptional cases. The jury has a historic function of tempering rules of law by common sense brought to bear upon the facts of a specific case. For this reason Justices Black and Douglas indicated their disapproval of special verdicts even in civil cases. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America